Francisco, that's subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends. Chester Cashcock here. I'm giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pantastic looks the best of San Francisco and beyond underground comedy, it's a great showcase. They have a fun time at Pantastic deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off the tissue for your fun. Every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because it's five dollars. I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tissue with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is But if you can't make it to meet me later, well, don't be worried. Don't fall at all. You can simply download the podcast post show and get all the comfort of anyone. Like your Aspen Summer Home on the Mountain Ridge with the kayak. Podcast.bcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock. No, 
This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
All right. It's Friday night. It's a little past 8 o'clock. All of Ginny and Connor's friends are here. That's exciting. That's, that's good. Stanford's in the house in the hizzy. Can we get it? What is the Stanford cheer like? Do they do, they do that? Does that happen? Is there a... Thank God, this is crazy. Uh, so it looks like there's a lot of standing people at, without chairs. Uh, if you're a comedian and you're sitting, you're a dick bag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll have comedians stand in the back. And uh, thank you guys all for being here. This is crazy. Uh, I have one more chair I'll get out of that. You, actually, you can, you can try. Go in that little closet right there. You got to undo the little lock. And there's one more chair in there. You could put it back against behind that wall. That'll probably work. Wow. This is this is a lot of people here in the uh, in the karaoke clubhouse. This is fucking rad, guys. Give yourselves a hand for being here and smashing into this tiny little room. Yeah, that's good times. Oh shit. Uh, so this is Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, this is every Friday from eight to ten. We have a really great lineup for you guys tonight. Uh, I'm your host. Pam Benjamin, that's exciting stuff here. We've got people on the door. I'm like, we're sold out. There's just, there's no more room. This is, this has never happened before. This is very, this is very good. I'm, I'm a little overwhelmed. Uh, I feel like um, it's been, a, it's been a weird week for me, you guys. Uh, I'm 41 years old, and uh, I drink a lot of alcohol. And uh, what that means is that uh, you guys, you kids, you don't know about it yet, but you're gonna get the hemorrhoids. Have they told you about this? Yes, I haven't even had a baby, and it's just like, it's just a fluffy mess back there. Uh, my butthole kind of looks like a bunch of worms trying to escape a hungry robin. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty. I don't like getting banged from behind because I feel like he's always looking at that thing. I'm like, don't look at it. It's freaking me out. I don't know how to, I'm trying to be a good girlfriend, you guys. And I, I don't, I, you know, I can't really wax it because that would make it a bloody mess, right? Uh, and I can't shave it because it's hard to get into all the folds, you know, like with the, the things. So I can't, so I've resorted to plucking my asshole. That's basically what we've got. You got to get into all the folds, all right? It's terrible, terrible stuff here. Uh, but yeah, I have, I have a wonderful boyfriend, and I'm trying to be the perfect girlfriend. I don't know if any of the ladies are trying to do this. Uh, I, so I decided to suck his cock while he was playing Call of Duty. You know, it's like a seven-minute game, seven-minute task. About the same, right? It's fine. Uh, but he realized halfway through that he couldn't sustain his attentions adequately on both tasks. So he had to choose Call of Duty or Call of Booty. What, what, do you, what would you choose? Yeah, I know you, you got to think about it. I know it sucks. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just like, just like my boyfriend. You chose the first-person shooter game. Yeah. I just wanted him to shoot me in the face. The only person, the only person he wants to shoot in the face is a 12-year-old boy who lives in Korea. Come on, you guys, let's get these fuckers. I'm like, yeah, I'm on board. Let's go, let's go get him. Just trying hard to be the perfect girlfriend. Didn't work. Didn't work. Uh, hey guys, we live in San Francisco. It's springtime. I know we've all been walking around, seeing everybody sniffing, right? It's hard to tell in San Francisco if it's allergies or a bad cocaine habit. It's springtime. They work either way in this city. Am I right? Uh, my dad gave me a pro tip when I was growing up, and you guys can use this for yourself. Uh, if, you, if you've been using cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers. You smoke them. <laughs> this is the Stanford crowd. They're like, we didn't do that. <laughs> we didn't. No, see, we were the smart ones. We got through college, and now we can spend our money on cocaine. That's, that's how. That's good stuff. Uh, so this is Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse, and we do sing a little song. Uh, you guys probably don't know it, but you'll pick it up, and we sing along. It goes like this. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. 
together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. <sighs> Pretend to smoke pot. <sighs> okay, right, come. <coughs> it's good weed, you guys. It's good weed. It's good weed. M-U-T-I-N-Y. Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! I am so very excited because we do have an amazing lineup tonight. Uh, your first comedian is all the way from Knoxville, Tennessee. What? I mean, what what is happening here? We've got guests coming from all over the place. Uh, I, I, I'm so unprofessional, but there's a list behind you over there somewhere. I've, I've forgotten his name. It's There we go. There we go. Yeah, that's how we host a show. We get the audience involved. Say, yeah, help me out. All right, your very first comedian, you guys. Clap your hands, Wiley, all the way from Knoxville, Tennessee. It's Tyler Sonicson. What's going on, San Francisco? Holy shit, this is, I don't think I've done something like this quite before. Uh, I'm so excited to be here in your fair city. I live in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I am here because I'm, I'm not making this up either. I'm in town because I'm here for a geography convention. AAG, yeah, you're here for that too? Or do you know what that is? Or are you just yelling random letters and it just it just happened to that the two that the three letters that you yelled coalesced with the thing that, that is happening in the tenderloin right now? Holy fuck, I I'm so happy that well, first of all, there's about nine thousand geographers staying in the tenderloin right now. I'm not this is what I love this is this is my favorite thing about the fact that they put us in the tenderloin. You have a bunch of these old stuffy academic types getting off the train at like 11 from a flight and they're accosted by like those, like basically the crowd that Kevin runs into in Home Alone 2 after he gets kicked out of the hotel. <laughs> There were two very different uh, homeless people having two very different, fascinating conversations with themselves within close proximity. I'm like, guys, bring it together. Like, you can <laughs> turn it into, maybe it'll work out. Maybe it just happens that this guy's first phrase was, okay, anyway. <laughs> That's why I'm in town, and uh, I teach geography at the University of Tennessee. And you guys are probably wondering, geography in Tennessee? The earth is flat, queer! Like, <laughs> no. I, t I, uh, no, I like my students a lot. They're, they're, they're an interesting bunch. Uh, I want to I ask you guys if you know this, because my students didn't. Uh, for a bonus question on an exam, I asked them, who is the current Prime Minister of Canada? And who here knows who that is? Justin Trudeau, awesome. You guys are informed. We're in San Francisco, I'm not shocked. Uh, in Tennessee, it's a little bit different. I had two students out of a class of 100 get, like, know who Justin Trudeau was, and one of them was from Vancouver. <laughs> but the guesses that the other students took, the guesses, oh, mwah, their guesses were so great, because they knew they, didn't, they weren't gonna get it right. So one kid guessed Drake. <laughs> I, the next line of that joke is actually me saying that they got the nationality right. So, no, no, that's cool. <laughs> oh my God, an audience member actually, like, they, like, I just, oh, you were so great. You actually just, like, apologized for heckling. That never happens. <laughs> that never, that's, oh man, uh, you are, like, VIP audience member. Pam, thank you for putting her up here. This is, this is amazing. That was a, that was serendipity what you guys just saw happen on stage. But uh, no, I think Drake, I, I do think that Drake would be the greatest and saddest <laughs> prime minister term in the history of Canada. Hey, Prime Minister Drake, we have to sign this bill into law. And he would just sing a sad song about how some girl doesn't love him, then hop in a wheelchair and roll away from the 90s kids. Am I right? 
four people. Okay, that is not grown worthy. Like that is that is a he played a character in a wheelchair. That is. No, I'm not. I'm not second guessing those who groaned. I mean, it is a very lazy joke. I understand. You guys are right. You guys are correct. This is very. You guys are super smart. Uh, I had a. I have a here's a here's a question for you music geeks out there. Has anyone ever listened to a band for like ten years and then one day sat down, read their lyrics, and found out that they were Christian? <laughs> that happened to me with every emo band I listened to in the nineties. It's like, oh, I didn't realize that you were singing about Jesus this whole time, Sunny Day Real Estate. Jesus Christ, literally, that's what you're singing about. But <laughs> Well, like, I don't know, you got, like, I thought that all the songs were about girls that, like, turned their singers down. No, it was, they were about Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is a bitch, you guys. I don't know if you knew that. Just answer one of Jeremy Enoch of Sunny Day Real Estate's prayers slash calls. Just do that for him, and all their songs will immediately turn into pop punk. Like, it's like, all right, well, we have, we solved that problem. Uh, I had a, an experience similar to that. Has anyone also has anyone gone back to a band they grew up listening to when they were kids and not listened to them for like 15 years and then re-listen to them and wonder how you became a functional adult? <laughs> I had that experience with the band Def Leppard. <laughs> I was cleaning my house a couple months ago and I found their CD Adrenalize, which is uh, those of you who don't know, it had a couple of hit songs on it. Let's Get Rocked, great pop song. Have you ever needed someone so bad? Good question, great power ballad. <laughs> Stand Up, Kick Love and Emotion, horrible title, amazing song. And then seven songs that they just assumed no one would actually listen to. So I'm pretty sure that basically the other seven songs of that album are the most like jock rock, misogynistic, like bullshit, where it's basically the band, they just hit record and the band just played whatever dumb jock rock song that they wanted to and their singer basically sang random like woman hating weird macho lines like, I got a woman. I own her. She shouldn't vote. Guitar. That's. I I listen to that for, like I listen to that every day when I was ten years old. I don't know how I don't live in a CrossFit right now. <laughs> like how am I not like in front of the window at a CrossFit like flexing for people who might happen to ride by, just being like yeah, <laughs> pour some sugar on these. <laughs> So I go to uh, I, I do do the uh, I, I go to academic conferences like maybe once or twice a year and sometimes I have to I like how <laughs> I'm so I'm so relatable like I'm just like so you guys go to academic conferences well maybe statistically in this crowd yes um, but uh, I, I went to a conference at Harvard last year I don't know if anyone in here went to Harvard or anyone's familiar with Harvard University but their slogan. Uh, their slogan is Veritas, which is the Latin word for truth, which is cool, but I think a much more appropriate slogan for Harvard would just be, yes, like, <laughs> just the sound of a monocle going into someone's eye, a top hat being placed upon their head, a cane twirled about their wrist before a night on the town, someone's getting a PhD and being Mr. Peanut, all right. <laughs> Okay, so um, I'm going to fall back on my excuse of not being, not knowing that I was going up first tonight and stall for time as I think of something else that's happened to me recently. Okay, here's, I came to a revelation uh, recently. Um, there's, here's the thing that white people can do to help race relations. I say this as a white person who recognizes that we have a lot of problems in this country. We can't just solve racism like overnight. It's a long process, but there's little things white people can do. For example, stop overpronouncing Latin American place names. 
Like, I understand you spent two months teaching English in Ecuador after your boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with you. Like, I understand. <laughs> By the way, the Peace Corps recruitment slogan, the Peace Corps recruitment, cr recruitment slogan should just be, like, sorry about your breakup. Like, <laughs> you don't need him slash her. Peace Corps. Like, that's the... <laughs> So that's the, all their commercials need to be. But honestly, like, it, this is the thing that bugs me a little bit. Like, I know reporters do it on TV when they're white. Like, white people, if they do, like, service trips or whatever to, to Guatemala, they call it Guatemala. Yeah, I was in Guate Guatemala. It's like, no, you're, you're neither, you're, none of your family's from there. It's Guatemala. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, if you, like, spent a month teaching English down there to, to, to get over some horrible shit happening to you here, then it's Ecuador. It's not Ecuador, white person. You know why I know that's bullshit? Two reasons. Number one... There's no other places in the world white people do that with. No one would say like, oh man, I can't wait to go to Tokyo, Nippon, next, <laughs> next year. No one says that. If someone ever said, yeah, my job at the oil companies, we're really picking up steam. We got some accounts in West Africa over in Nigeria. No, <laughs> you would get your ass kicked, rightfully so, by the time you get to the er uh, in the word. Like, that is not cool. You know what else indicates that that's bullshit when people overpronounce Latin place names? Uh, you know who doesn't call that country Guatemala? My ex-girlfriend, whose parents are from Guatemala. So she can if she wanted to, but she's like, no, you know, I never really lived there. It's, it's Guatemala. She has a little bit of a, of a, of a, a tinge on it, but that's cool because her parents are from there. And I know you guys are saying, Tyler, it's really weird that you would go that far out of a way in a joke about how white people are obnoxious about being worldly to say that you slept with Latina women. <laughs> <laughs> to that... But no, that's, to that I would say, like, that's, that's not true. That's not the case. Um, that joke goes out of the way to say that I've slept with women. Uh, um, <laughs> all right, so I'm getting the, the call to wrap it up here. Before I do, I just want to say this is awesome. This is awesome, awesome. Uh, we have stuff sort of like this occasionally in Knoxville, and uh, it's always, this is why I like getting out of Knoxville. I like <laughs> to, to see amazingness like this happen. Um, but seriously, we have a good comedy scene. If you're ever in the South, stop by. Uh, one thing I don't like about being in Knoxville is uh, I don't drive a truck, so I don't really fit in that well there. Like, you know, I moved to Knoxville, I had a Passat. I had a Volkswagen Passat, and I'm surprised they didn't just, like, give me a truck. They're like, all right, we're going to be nice to you. Here you go. Because, like, I, I just had to basically try to relate to people. Like, yeah, the Simpsons episode, remember that with the Sun Sphere and the Wad Fur? You guys remember that? And, like, they're like, no, get, it, get out of the way of my truck. Every truck, though, trucks are kind of weird to me because every truck is advertised the most masculine, like, yeah, man, drive a truck, be a man. Every commercial is basically like, do you want to drive a truck for America? <laughs> Do you want to go off-roading because Obama says you can't? Do you want to haul a bed full of gravel around for some goddamn reason? We won't judge you. Maybe you got a driveway to build. Chevy, Silverado. That's, that's every truck commercial. But I don't know if any of you drive trucks. I've, bar I've been in my friend's trucks. I've borrowed trucks. That's not what it's like. They need to make more accurate truck commercials. They need to basically be, do you enjoy helping friends move? <laughs> Do you enjoy people assuming you're possibly racist? Do you enjoy when your friends walk around to the back of your truck to see if you have truck nuts? 
and then get really sad when you don't and they're like hey man where are your truck nuts and you're like I don't think they're very funny and they're like why not man they're affordable and whimsical and you're like I just don't think they're funny and they're like what's wrong with you man is this about Jennifer we think you're still in love with her. And you're like, shut up, man. I told you not to bring Jennifer up. And they're like, whatever. 2009 Brad would have had truck nuts on his truck. And you're like, just shut up and tell me what time you want me to come over to your house to help you move tomorrow, man. All right? Chevy Silverado. That's, <laughs> that's it. Thank you. My name is Tyler. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Tyler Sonicson, all the way out of Knoxville, Tennessee. You guys can sit on each other's laps. That'd be cute, too. Uh, your next comedian is all the way from L.A. Yeah, we've got visiting comedians from all over the place. You guys are going to love them so much. Put your hands together for Shannon Yohal. Jamaica. What up, Bread Run? Bop, but a bop, bop, but a skip, but a bop, bop. You know what I'm talking about? Cool. What's up, guys? I'm going to take my backpack off real slow. It's a normal, regular-ass backpack. I'm a normal, regular-ass dude. I was born and raised here. My parents met at a Mickey D's. I'm very American, okay? I'm just going to put that off to the side there. We're all good. I'm just here to do comedy. Cool? We good? Awesome. What's up, guys? Um... I feel like when you look at my face, like, you're looking at me, but, like, what you really, like, in your mind, what you're hearing right now is, like, bang dang 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 You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, that's the sound. He knows what I'm talking about. You know what I'm Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's a funny-ass sound, dude. That's, there's no denying that. There's no denying. When I look at my face, I'm like, how the fuck do I speak English? This doesn't make any sense. It's very bizarre. I make that sound behind people that look like me. You know what I'm saying? They always think it's their phone. It's the fucking best. You should try it. It's so much fun. Just every time. Pangadang, hello? Hello? Not my phone. Hello? Pangadang, hello? I made this phone. I don't understand why it's not working. I don't. Goddamn. It's so fun, right? I'm half Indian, half Nicaraguan. This is what this looks like. Just looks Indian, mostly. That's what it is. Just very. <laughs> there's not much Nicaraguan in there. Nicaraguan, not Nicaraguan, you know. Just go with regular. <laughs> it's just very it's so. It's it's so weird, man. It's just. I feel like I went to India, by the way. Have you been? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> He's like, yes, yes, of course. Uh, yeah, we're very goofy. We're very goofy people. Like just normal. Uh, like for the most part, most average like Indian men are very. We're very curious. We're always involved. We're always asking questions. Like every time you see a, a, like a full-grown Indian man, he's always got his hand behind his back. He's always on his wa his weights on his heels, and he's always investigating shit. <laughs> he's always looking around. What kind of what kind of paint did you use to make this wall? <laughs> what kind of what kind of what kind of material is this? What kind of how much did you pay for the material? <laughs> How much for one square centimeter of the material? I don't want the whole thing, you know, I just want a piece. <laughs> what is behind here? I don't like secrets. Hello? Pangadang, <laughs> hello? He <laughs> keeps answering his phone. <laughs> He's getting goofy the act outs now. It's so weird. I don't know, man. We're just goofy. There's nothing we can do about it. No one's scared of us, right? No one's really intimidated by Indian dudes, you want to die, motherfucker? That doesn't happen, right? That never happens. You never hear that. You know what I mean? No girls excited. No, not too many girls are like, yeah, I'm Indian d dudes. 
right? No girl's really like, fuck yeah, that's what I want. Even if she did, I'd be like, you're fucking weird. You're weird. You're weird. Why would you be, why'd be into that? It doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? No girl's like, man deep, man deep in me. Never, never going to hear it. Never, ever going to hear it. Just imagine, like imagine just an Indian dude going down on you. That shit makes me laugh all the time. Like immediately. Like what if the song plays? Like, <laughs> like as he went down. <laughs> That'd be so much fun. Just, like unless it was a black chick, then he serenaded. He's like, I hear you calling. It'll come there to sing. That's my going down, by the way. That's how it looks. It's a going down act. <laughs> it's so weird, man. Calls. <laughs> what do we got? Abby? Fuck Abby. <laughs> I'm doing important shit right now. You got a cousin named Abby? Yeah, you do. <laughs> we all got a cousin named Abby. He calls during comedy shows. I don't know, man. It's weird. I'll open up. You guys seem like I can do this here. Uh, my little uh, my little brother just came out of the closet. It's a big deal. So it's, it's uh it's pretty cool. He's uh he's ten years old. He's uh gay as fuck. Um, he's getting married next week, so it's gonna be, everybody's invited. Nah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Listen to that guy, when he laughs, you laugh. He knows what's going on. He's super gay, he's like really good at him. I guess I'm proud of him, you know what I mean? Like he's very, like I think he's gonna be the actual gay lord, you know what I'm talking about? Like the chosen one, <laughs> like lord of the gays. You know what I mean? Like he chops other gay guys' heads off and like pick lightning shoots them. He's like, I'm getting gayer. You know what I'm talking about? Gay Lord. Lord of all the gays. Like he, he's very, this is how he puts his legs when he watches Spongebob. He puts his legs into a four and he bites his lower lip. And he, I like Squidward's nose. He says shit like that. Squidward's nose looks like a dick, guys. That's why. That's the reason. It's, Okay, there we go. Some of you are following. Some of you are figuring it out. I don't know. He's really good at it. I, I li- he, like, he likes some straight... He likes Star Wars. That's like one kind of straight thing he likes, I guess. <laughs> I was like, all right, fuck it. I got him some Star Wars underwear. They were cool. Lights on the front, dark side on the back. Haha. <laughs> Fun times, right? <laughs> Gave it to him. He just made the dark side darker. You know what I mean? He just waited for people to come to his room. He'd wear in the dark. He's like, welcome to the dark side. And I was like, you're so gay. All the time. Gets out of the shower gate. He comes out of the shower with two towels. One wrapped around his head, one wrapped right at right here. <laughs> Gay as fuck. Killing it. Ten years old. But I'm like, fuck it. Good for him. Like, he's already making good life decisions. He's, he's vegetarian. Doesn't fuck with meat. Ironic, I know. Um, he likes baby carrots. That's, like, his favorite. He likes baby carrots. He, like, he like carves little dicks at him with his teeth. You guys know what I'm talking about? Right. I was like a little too gay, you know? And then I noticed the craftsmanship, and I was like, that's pretty fucking good. He had veins on it, circumcised and uncircumcised. He's a dick artist, guys. He's going to make it. You know what I'm saying? He's going to open up his own edible arrangements. You guys, you guys on board? You'll get something. I can tell already. Can I get the zucchini? I don't know. It's weird. It's like when he first started turning gay, I was like, maybe it's, maybe it's my fault. Maybe I'm not doing enough, you know? Maybe I'm not manly enough. Maybe I'm not chopping enough wood because I'm retarded. That's what I thought. So I uh, immediately I went on to YouTube like a dumbass, and I put in manly shit. That's what I put in. I put in manly shit. And what popped up was this stuff called Krav Maga. Now, Krav Maga is very manly, but it's also 
stupid and retarded and super intense and you should never do it. What Krav Maga is, is what uh, basically the Israelis use to kill Palestinians. It's a fighting martial art, but it's not a martial art. It's just murder and death, basically. <laughs> like, after World War II, Jews weren't fucking around anymore. Like, we're going to fight. And they figured out how to fight. And uh, this is what they use. And it's crazy. The guy who teaches it is super intense. Like, even he just comes on screen. He's like, all right, this is Krav Maga. In Krav Maga, you do not think. If someone comes out, you break and kill. This is how it works. Everything is action, distraction. I'm still ready at all time. In normal martial art, no one use pinky. In Krav Maga, you jab eyeball. Now you have eyeball kebab. You understand? Put on ground, stomp. <laughs> this is how it works. Everything's action, distraction. You're taking piss, some guy come at you with taking piss. You bend your penis, piss into the eye, break neck. <laughs> this is Krav Maga. You understand? This is how it works. Everything is action, distraction. You must be ready at all time. Some guy come run at you, say happy birthday. This is not my birthday. I know. Sad birthday. Break neck. This is Krav Maga. You understand? This is how it works. Everything is action, distraction. You must be ready at all time. Some people scared of Asian because I know martial art. You tickle Asian. Haha, <laughs> now they can't see. Break neck. This is Krav Maga. This is how it works. Everything is action, distraction. You must be ready at all time. High five, jack off, orgasm, death. This is Krav Maga. You understand? This is how it works. Big black guy. I'm scared the big black guy. Big black guy have big dick, small ankle. Crack ankle, grab dick, wrap around neck, choke out. <laughs> this is Krav Maga. You understand? This is how it works. Everything's action this time. You go to bread, how much? You go to store, how much for bread? They say $4.99. Overpriced. This is Krav Maga. You understand? You can use in any situation. <laughs> any situation. You fuck girlfriend. She said, don't come. Come now. This is Krav Maga. You understand? This is how it works. Everything's action, distraction. You must be ready at all times. In Krav Maga, you do not die of old age. You break your own neck. This is how you die. <laughs> In Krav Maga. <laughs> I would never use that, but I think about it. You know what I mean? Like, I think about it. Like, maybe, you know, French dudes probably fuck French people. I don't like them. Um, too cocky. Just like, whatever. Just, people in France, whatever, die. I don't care. Um, I feel like, uh, like Jamaican guy, I, I keep using it on Jamaican guy. I just feel like they would die really cool though. They would take all the fun out of it. Just like, ah, oh, you done hit me in my throat. Mm. <laughs> just like, fuck, it's so cool. <laughs> I think like the only, like I, the only, like I couldn't, like a Japanese girl, that's probably the only one I couldn't do anything to. I don't know if you've ever seen Japanese girls. Very cute, all the time. Two, bless me. That's how they sneeze, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like everything's, everything's cute. Like if I, if I let a Japanese girl into my life, she could rule my life, no questions asked. She could just walk into my house and like knock all the dishes off. Like, I know I broke dish. So like, it's all right, sometimes people break dishes, no big deal, we'll just <laughs> clean that up before you put that in the trash. Like it wouldn't affect me at all, you know? <laughs> I don't even know what would happen if you hit a Japanese girl. Just like, and I think it's like, a, you can't do it. And she's like, it's not Japanese. You're like, what am I thinking? Of course, can't hit you. No Japanese, no Japanese, no Japanese, no PlayStation. What if she just turned into a PlayStation? <laughs> what if that just happens? I think all Japanese people turn into Sony products when they die. I think it's, <laughs> that's my. That's one way to end. All right, guys, I'm Shaman Joel. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Keep it clapping for Shannon Jahal, yeah! Are we having fun? I know it's on here. I'll open up the back window in a second to try to get some cross ventilation because you guys are a hot audience, so hot! 
uh, almost as hot as your next comedian. Uh, he's not only hilarious, he's also, he has the best tan in town because of his Segway driving experience. Yeah, you guys are in for a treat right now. Put your hands together for Greg Gettle. Uh, give it up for Pam and everyone else you saw tonight, guys. Clap for them. All right. All right. Uh, who who's a local in the house? Make some noise if you're a local. Like you've been, like, and by that like you've lived in the city for like more than five years. Make some noise. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just like asking that question to find out who in the audience hates me. <laughs> I'm not from around. I moved here a year ago from Chicago, and these locals hate transplants. Uh, I was on the bus the other day because uh, cocaine's expensive, and. Uh, <laughs> And I was on the bus, and this old lady got mad at me. She's like, you transplants, you're ruining the city. And I was like, ma'am, I understand your frustration, but, like, I'm a Segway tour guide. <laughs> like, pretty sure I'm not ruining the city. Uh, <laughs> so just chill the fuck out. Uh, no, man, I, I, I moved here a year ago from Chicago, and, uh, and the city's changing me a little bit. Uh, for example, I just got out of my first uh, polyamorous relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't know it was polyamorous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very San Francisco way of finding out you got cheated on. Uh, <laughs> but thank you for wooing for that. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was, uh, I've been smoking a lot more weed, too. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man. I was at De- I was at uh, I was at Dolores Park and I was smoking with some uh, L- Latino guys, and I found out there's at least one cultural difference between white people and Hispanics. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hispanics actually give a shit about their cousins. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, white people? Like, I don't know. It blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> but no, I've been smoking weed for a while. It's uh, it's, it's going pretty good. Um, uh, but one thing I have realized in my time of smoking weed, uh, it's a great way to meet dudes. <laughs> yeah, always works. Uh, not so good with the ladies, at least like at least the ladies that I date. I don't know what it is, but like every time I like I meet a girl, we go on a date, we come back to my place, we smoke a bowl, and then like five minutes later, they're passed out. <laughs> like. I don't, that, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Like, weed is like the NyQuil to the women that I date. Uh, so I started doing cocaine. <laughs> keeps the party going. I don't know. Uh, I'm just kidding, guys. That's a joke. Uh, yeah, I've been doing coke for a while. <laughs> it's, a gr- it's a great drug. You guys can afford it. I can, I know. Um <laughs> No, I don't know, man. This, I don't know. Uh, I, I do feel like a local every day. Like, the more I live here, the more every day I feel like more like a local. Like, uh, last weekend, I was riding the BART, and I saw my first guy uh, masturbating on the BART. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was so surprised. I was like, holy shit, this actually happens. And I turn around, these three guys behind me, and they're clearly BART veterans, because I'm like, are you seeing this? And they're like, yeah, he's masturbating. Leave him alone. <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I turned around and I realized uh, that the guy was masturbating to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and most people would be creeped out by that, but like, I felt so pretty. Because, <laughs> like, I was the fourth cutest guy in that bar car. <laughs> and he could have chose anyone, but he chose me. Uh, it's just nice to get complimented, you know what I mean? Like, 
And the weird thing about that is ever since that's happened, I now look for him when I'm on the BART. <laughs> is he coming? Is he coming? <laughs> just want to feel pretty. Um, you know, I'm a single guy. Uh, that's a th- real thing. Uh, I've been doing online dating. I've been doing uh, OkCupid and Tinder because uh, I want to be really sad. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and I don't know about you, but by, by joining these online dating sites, I've realized uh, that I'm a lot uglier than I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's only so many times you can change your profile pic before you're like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure it's my face. <laughs> Pretty sure that's it. Uh, yeah. I mentioned earlier I'm a Segway tour guide. That's how I got this sweet tan. And uh, I was given a Segway tour the other day. It was me and like eight white people because uh, uh, that's who takes Segway tours. <laughs> and we were at this red light and this old lady came up to me and she was like, excuse me, sir. I'm new to San Francisco. I really don't know my way around. Where's the nearest place to get a cup of coffee? And I was like, oh, no worries. Uh, if you go about two blocks that way and a block that way, there's a Starbucks. Uh, but also if you go about, uh, about three blocks that way, there's a Phil's Coffee. She said, thanks a lot. Hit me on the shoulder and walked away. And the problem with that is, is when I did the initial pointing, I happened to lock eyes with a black guy across the street, and then he followed my finger over here, and there just happened to be another black guy over there, like the only two, and then they looked at each other, and then they looked back at me, uh, which doesn't look good, uh, especially with this skin color and this hairstyle, uh, it's a real bummer. Because what I feel like what they saw was, I feel like they saw an old lady come up to me and she was like, excuse me, sir, new to San Francisco, kind of scared. Where's the safest place to walk? I'm like, well, let's see, is a black guy there? Is a black guy there? She should probably go that way, sweetheart. <laughs> run, 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 save yourself. Enjoy the Wi-Fi. And the, and the shittiest part about that, I don't know what's worse, the fact that I did the whole pointing thing or the fact that after that happened, I rode away on a Segway. <laughs> It's a very white thing to do. I don't know. Uh, my parents had birthdays last month, and uh, yeah, and I didn't buy them a gift. I didn't buy them a gift. A lot of people think that's shitty. They're like, why would you not buy your parents gifts? It's their birthday. And it's because I don't buy gifts for people that used to hit me. <laughs> yeah, is that how I live my life? Uh, like, round of applause. Who was ever spanked as a kid growing up? Yes. <laughs> Give it up for child abuse? I don't know. Uh, Really? You guys never were spanked as a kid? That's crazy. (laughs) Like, we look like similar ages. Okay. Um, (laughs) Like, 50s babies, right? Maybe? They're your parents? Good for them. Are they Bernie? Are they Bernie fans? (laughs) They should be. Okay, that totally makes sense. (laughs) My parents are Trump, and they live in Florida, so (laughs) it's okay. Um... No, but like my, my dad didn't do a lot of the spanking because he's 6'5 and 300 pounds. Uh, so he thought if he ever did spank me, uh, he would just kill me. <laughs> um, but there was one time he spanked me, but it, was, uh, but it was right after I saw the movie Animal House. Uh, so every time he'd spank me, I'd be like, thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> he was like, who the fuck is this kid? Uh, <laughs> this kid's a psycho. Uh, so he passed the duty on my mom. My mom's like 5'3 and a buck 10, so it was a good switch because she doesn't hit as hard. And I remember one time specific, uh, specifically, she was spanking me, and I was laughing at her. 
which don't do that. It's <laughs> like the last thing you should do. And I had this plastic bowling set growing up as a kid. I had like plastic pins and a plastic ball. And I must have been playing with it because while she was spanking me, she reached over, grabbed one of the pins, and started spanking me with the toy. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys know this, um, but when you have the realization that your parents can use your own toys as weapons, um, your Christmas list a little different next year. <laughs> I had so many sweaters by 15. It was nuts. Like, I didn't even know what the Cosby show was. I was like, this is my look. Uh, don't. <laughs> no more bowling pins. <laughs> I, I wanted to get an N64 growing up, but I was like, that's eh, not worth it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let's end, uh, round of, let's end up with this. Round of applause. Uh, who's ever had sex with someone they should not have? <laughs> oh, just dime pieces for you, bro? Come on. <laughs> trying to bring the room together. Uh, <laughs> just slaying dimes. That's cool, man. Cool dude. Uh, no, I've, I've had some oops and daisies in my day. <laughs> Cat's out of the bag. Um, <laughs> my, <fr> my first regret happened when I was 16 years old. I had sex with my best friend's older sister. Uh, she was 23. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a hot 23. It was like I'm 23, going on 40. Like she had whiskers. It was a rough one. <laughs> but I was only in there for about 20 or 30 seconds, and then like I pulled out because like something came over. Like, do you ever have that time? It doesn't happen a lot in people's lives, but that that those few times you like you start growing as a person. Like this, something co comes across, and you're like, and I was like, you know what, Tiffany, this isn't okay. Like Jeremiah is my friend. You're a sister. Like we can't be doing this. And the reason why I said that. Uh, it wasn't because I was growing as a person. Uh, it was because I was coming in my hand. <laughs> and I didn't want her to know. I was like, we cannot be doing this. Uh, go to bed. <laughs> and we didn't tell anyone for about a week. But a week later, it was me and my buddy and his sister drinking. It was like 1.30 in the morning. And uh, Tiffany had an epiphany, which, which is fan-fucking-tastic. She was like, Jeremiah, I got to tell you something. It's been eating at me inside. Me and Greg had sex. And I was like, you fucking narc. Like, what are you doing? I was like, no, dude, I would never do that to you. We're friends. She, she, why are we even hanging out with her? She's 23. This is weird. She should have her own friends. And she was like, yes, we did, Greg. You came to my apartment. We got drunk and we had sex. But, like, keep in mind, guys, I'm 16 and she's 23. So, like, that's probably, like, the first time in child molested history that the kid that got molested was like, Nah, we didn't fuck. <laughs> and the child was just like, yes, we did! <laughs> a liar I am not, but a child molester I am! <laughs> Where are your priorities? <laughs> the weird thing about that joke is I feel like I should stop using their real names, though. <laughs> right? Yeah, because, like, she just died recently. <laughs> Oh, now you feel bad for the child molester? Okay. <laughs> okay, crazy. <laughs> no, yeah, no, she's alive. I'm just kidding. No, she's definitely dead. She's so dead. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> All right, guys, my name is Greg Edel. Thank you so much. Keep your hands clapping for Greg Gettle. Yes. All right. Your next comedian is here to make you guys laugh. He's going to tower over you on this stage. Uh, but he's a big teddy bear. Don't be afraid. Uh, everybody clap your hands wildly for Brandon Stokes.
up, bitches? First and foremost, I am not a teddy bear. I would like to say that up front, because you say that shit, and then white people think they can ask you shit. All right? I don't want to open those gates up. I don't want you to always feel like I might punch you in the face. <laughs> Straight up. Don't take that away from me, all right? Motherfuckers coming up like, hey, can I touch your lips? No, nigga. Thank you. Fucking teddy bear. Uh, has anyone ever heard of this campaign? Like, it's from where I'm from. It's called, uh, it's Ask Not Axe. Those people have heard of it. Anyone else? No? Uh, for those of you who haven't heard of it, this campaign called Ask Not Axe is uh, basically uh, white people being racist. Right? They're saying it's ask, not axe. Right? Right? And you know what? I'm a comedian and I don't get too offended by shit, so I have to say that it is kind of a good joke. <laughs> it's a pretty good joke, right? Because it's like they put some nuances of some shit that people don't always hear. You actually had to pay attention and you came up with ask, not axe. You didn't say it's store, not stow. That's like the greatest hits of shit, right? Right? It's like whatever I come up and every now and again, and I was like, what you gonna do? Crack the devil motherfucker, go and listen to motherfucking Doris and cry yourself to sleep? It's like you didn't expect me to know that song. Uh, what it's done for me is it's made me very uncomfortable when people... Uh, it made me very uncomfortable when people actually check my grammar or they say something I can't tell if they're being helpful or racist. <laughs> uh, I was in the Starbucks and I don't know why I was there, but <laughs> but there was this white lady in front, right? And she goes up to the thing and she goes, hey, can I get a vanilla bean something, something, something? And uh, then it was up to me next, and I didn't know what to order, so I panicked. I just said what she said. And I was like, yeah, I'll take a vanilla bean something, something too. And then I was like, oh, and can I get uh, a double shot of espresso? And then the Starbucks lady looked at me, and she said, it's ask espresso. <laughs> Ass, espresso. Uh, she never did it again, though, because I killed her. <laughs> I like when people laugh at that, and some sometimes they look at me like, "Oh man, did you really just kill her?" And you know what? <laughs> and you know what? Uh, I'm okay with that too. <laughs> this motherfucker's just walking around killing people at Starbucks, right? <laughs> I'm gonna get a tattoo on my eye. <laughs> I got a lot of roommates. Uh, I got a lot of roommates, and one day uh, I come into them having a stupid conversation, and uh, the conversation they were having with each other, and they were like, who's smarter, dolphins or monkeys, right? And then I walk up the stairs and they're like, Stokes, dolphins are monkeys. And I was like, I don't really want no parts of this shit. 
right? So I sit there and I listen to them having this conversation, and they're like, well, you could train a monkey to do anything. They could open doors, shit in toilets. And then the other guy's like, well, dolphins have their own form of communication. And then the other guy was like, well, dolphins, dolphins rape people. <laughs> That's why I don't feel bad about eating them. <laughs> right? Then I had to come in like, all right, yo, you get to chill the fuck out. <laughs> right? You know why I don't eat dolphins? You know why I don't eat dolphins? I don't eat dolphins because uh, I don't want to. <laughs> right? But you can make it some moral issue all you want. You want to eat the dolphin because it rapes people? You know who else rapes people? Dogs. Right? Like, dogs hump your legs and know there's no penetration, but they don't know that. Right? <laughs> Also, also, while there's humping your leg, I've never seen anyone try to like rub one out to that shit. It's always like, get the fuck off me. You don't eat dogs, do you? You don't eat dogs for that reason, right? And here, I put it in like this, all right? Uh, humans, over time, have made a lot of things in civility. There's a lot of sidewalk. There's a lot of buildings. All that shit tells animals, stay the fuck out. This is where we fucking habitat. Or what the fuck? Whatever. Don't worry. What does that mean? That's where we habitat. This is where we fucking live, you know. Uh, you know, so anything that happens to a person in the wild, I, I don't really feel bad about it. Right? I just want to do is like, well, what if what if you went in the ocean and a dolphin raped you? And I was like, here, I'll do you one better. If I went into the off, if I went into the ocean and I got raped by anything that wasn't in a boat, that's my fault. <laughs> right? If there was a dude who lived in the ocean for 15 years and he dragged me underwater and fucked me in the ass, I'd be like, you know what? That dude's off the grid. <laughs> what? It's not like it's not like you're gonna send him to land jail, right? <laughs> uh, here's like and here's another thing, right? There's never been a dolphin rape that happened to a person in their home, <laughs> right? No one's ever been at home and it's just been like, and like, who is it? <laughs> Dolphin just come in like, and then just like raped a lady in the house. That never happened. Also, also, if dolphins have a form of communication, how do you know that all the dolphins in the sea are okay with that shit? Right? How do you know that there's not some dolphin like, what the fuck, man? You can't be raping all these humans, nigga. No, they're all with it. Is that, is that, huh? You're saying they're all rallying together to rape humans? Sick people, huh? You don't know, right? <laughs> See, look at that. Yo, I'm making this, I'm making this lady think. She gonna go home. She gonna be like, yo, I don't know, man. Maybe there's some good dolphins. Go on Twitter, hashtag not all dolphins out here. <laughs> Plaid shirt knows what I'm talking about. Just kidding. You're all plaid shirt. <laughs> uh, let me see. I got a roommate. Uh, he thinks I don't like him. 
uh, he came into the house one day and he was like, uh, what's up, Andrew? What's up, Andrew? What's up, Colin? What's up, Andrew? I have a lot of Andrews in my house. <laughs> then he looked at me. He looked at me, he goes, what's up, Stokes? I know you don't like me. And I was like, why do you think I don't like you? And he was like, because uh, you've been working on a five minute joke about why you don't like me. <laughs> and I was like, to be honest, I only hated you from November 11th to the 19th. I started working on the joke, it got good, so I have to keep it, <laughs> right? I can't. I can't just throw away all of my material because how I feel about you now. That's like if you got rid of all the Whitney Houston crybaby songs because she got a new boyfriend. That's not how art works, <laughs> right? So the joke is, uh, I have a roommate. I don't know if I like him. Uh, he sleeps on the couch. And first of all, I wanna say, I actually started from sleeping on the couch. I'm not one of those motherfuckers who like, yo, fuck these people, all this shit, right? Like I come from humble beginnings. I, I go, all I ask is that you don't eat my food or if you do, you can replace it. I'm not out here trying to fucking call together house meetings, putting sticky notes on shit. I'm not a motherfucking, right? Yo, if you laughed at that, we were really good friends. We could be. If not, you put sticky notes on shit. <laughs> and we could talk as sh we could talk as shit, but you know, I'm always gonna be a little worried. <laughs> I got I got like a minute, I have to do this fast, alright? So basically you put a PlayStation 4 and a TV into the living room, which is fucking awesome, right? One day I was playing that PlayStation 4. Uh he came in and he goes, Hey man, are you using your own profile? And I was like, uh actually, uh I don't think so. I paused it. He seen that I was on his profile and he flipped the fuck out and he's like, Hey man, use your own profile. Please don't use my profile. <laughs> Uh, he don't actually talk like that, but that's how you sound when you're 27 years old bitching about PlayStation trophies. <laughs> right? So, I actually go in to play his PlayStation 4 the next day, and guess what? He actually took his controller with him to work. <laughs> right? Like, some people are like, that's some bullshit. Other people are like, well, it's his own stuff, right? <laughs> but here's the thing, when you live on a couch, don't be a dick. <laughs> All right, you can't afford it, right? This dude's like trying to have his cake and eat it on my motherfucking couch, All right? When you live on a couch, you're less like a roommate and you're more like, uh, like a characteristic of that couch, All right? <laughs> I remember how that couch was. I fucking, I fucking went into the cushions, got like change out of it, went to the Burger King, that couch has fed me, right? Uh, basically, I say that to say this, guys. Uh, if anyone's interested, we have a couch for sale. Thank you. <laughs> He is no longer a characteristic of that couch. I think he has his own bedroom. Oh, look at all these boys growing up. Uh, it's great. I love comedians. Your next comedian, uh, he is a great individual. He has a podcast here on Tuesday nights from 10 to midnight called the F-E-F-Y, the Fuck Everything, Fuck You podcast. It's super amazing. He's a hilarious guy. You guys are going to love the comedy of Timothy Pizza. 
Hi. So uh, I'm working on being less approachable. It's, uh, I don't like people coming up to me that I don't know. It happens to me a lot. Weird shit happens. Good way to not get people to come up to you. I don't know if this is a good idea for women, but for guys. Uh, instead of eye contact when they pass you, just look them straight in the crotch. Just, just, just bear with it. Just stare straight at them. It's a good, good way to be less approachable. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's rough out there. You know, if they get if they get in with like earshot of you, you know, maybe you can mumble something really weird, like, "I'm tired of it all," or just like, yeah, just uh, just you know, keep away, good distance. Especially old people. Old people freak me the fuck out. You ever like watch old people eat with a shaky spoon? It's no good. It's like, how the fuck is that gonna be when you're older? Like. They drive so crazy and so bad. Are you, and then the naps they take and how quick they can fall asleep. It's like, are they constantly fighting off the white light? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no good. And where the fuck are you going to bury all those parakeets? <laughs> awful. So awful. So I decided that I'm going to take my life one day. I'm going to make it a positive thing, though. Like, you know, everybody's got these uh, sex moves, like the uh, Dirty Sanchez or the Cleveland Steamer. You guys heard of this stuff? You know what I'm talking about? Well, I've got suicide moves. Like the first one that I got is called the uh, coder. Uh, it's when you hang yourself on chat roulette. <laughs> and then there's the uh, 1600. That's uh, when you're taking your uh, SAT exam. Uh, you sharpen up both your number two pencils, stick them in your nostrils, and just slam your face against the desk. It's good. And then there's the uh, the Sandy Duncan. Uh, it's when you uh, drown yourself in your cat's litter box. Get it? It's Sandy and you're dunking your head in there? Like it's Sandy Duncan, the lady with the crazy eye? I guess. Yeah, you guys are too young. You guys are too young. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you guys want to play a game? Yeah, so it's called Would You Rather. Um, would you rather get a hand job from a raccoon? Or give a hand job to a giraffe. It's two rules. Rule number one is eye contact. <laughs> Gotta be eye contact the whole time. Uh, rule number two is somebody's got to fucking come. That's that's the second rule. So let's let's test this out. Like, so if you're gonna go for the raccoon, like you got to be sat down. And uh, you know he's like this tall, and he's got those opposable uh, thumbs, and they're like. You know, they got their little tiny paw, whatever the fuck the thing is, wrapped around my miserable white cock. Because it's miserable, because I'm letting a trash panda touch it. But, uh, you know, and I'm making eye contact with him, and he's got the little bandit mask and the little teeth. He's, just, <laughs> he's like, it's no good. I'm not going to come. It's not, it's not going to happen. But a giraffe is a beautiful sexual animal. <laughs> and his penis is right here. You can stroke a fucking giraffe's cock with some fucking dignity. You just stand there and stroke that shit, just like, yeah, so good. So when you get tired, you can just lean your body up against the side. <laughs> yeah, it's good. You can just go, he's going to want to go for days. He's a giraffe, he likes it. It's going to be fun. Take your time. It's good stuff. I'm not proud of who I am. <laughs> not proud of who I am at all. I, uh... I was so drunk when I woke up this morning that I wanted to join the army. Uh, I went in the shower and washed like a dollar eighty-five and change off my body. 
Oh, yeah. So the giraffe, uh, eye contact while you're jerking off a giraffe is pretty cool because, like, you know, their head's all the way bent the fuck around down here. That's kind of hot. Like, I could, I could get into that. Yeah. The, the giraffe has a 17-inch long purple tongue, too. Want to get weird? It's good stuff. There's no punchline to this joke. It just kind of kind of keep doing it. Um, so you guys get uh, periods? Yeah, I don't know. Periods are uh, fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I lived with uh, five girls in college, and they told me that uh, all their periods synced up together. And I was like, that is fucking gorgeous. It's fucking brilliant. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a people person. Like, I hang out at the gym and watch people work out because I want to know what they look like when they fuck. But, like, uh, I mean, this period thing really blew my mind. I thought about it for years. Like, how can this shit sync up? Like, it's it's gorgeous. And I never got it, and I do now. Uh, I got a guy friend, and he calls me every time I'm pooping. <laughs> it's like clockwork. We're fucking tide-locked, sun and moon. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Um, so I've been uh, trying to date... It's, uh, you know, it's, it's going okay. Yeah. Um, well, I think we should, like, do it safe. Uh, like, I want to make an app where you uh, type in your STDs and you can date people with the same STDs. <laughs> I think that would be fucking amazing. It'd be groundbreaking. It's like, uh, how's that opening chat going to go? Like, uh, hey, baby. Syphil us, not syphil you. It's like, there's other uses to this app, too. Like, uh, are you tired of fucking ugly people? Yeah, everybody's tired of fucking ugly people. You don't have to be ashamed about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you, you can get rid of crabs in four days. You can get, I, I, I've researched this. You can get rid of crabs in four days. So you just pull out the app and just beep, bop, boop crabs into that old app and punch it up, and you can find a 10 on the scale. There's like a 10 with crabs. And it's like their self-esteem's got to be low enough to fuck me because they got crabs. You know? I mean, where do they pick up the crabs? They're, like, they're going to some weird place. I, I, I mean, I, you know, yeah. It's, uh, so how's that opening chat going to go? Hey, baby, let's do this. Don't be shellfish. (laughs) So uh, uh, I work in an office. um, And around the corner from me, in the next office, is a girl who watches sports with the sound off. Listening to one girl watch sports with the sound off sounds a lot like bad sex. And I know what bad sex sounds like. I was raised by a single woman. (laughs) For the people that got that, they they share my pain. Um, But anyways, you know, so I'll be in there typing away on Microsoft Excel, you know, just kind of going at it, having my own thing going on. And from around the corner, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Shoot it. Yeah, come on. Shoot it. Yeah, that's good. Shoot it. Like, you know, typing away. My dick kind of moves a little bit. I'm like, what's going on in there? What's going on?
Shoot it, yeah. Come on, come on, yeah. Shoot it, yeah. Shoot it, yeah. Shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. No, you idiot. No, no, no. And I'm like having post-traumatic stress from like every sexual experience I've ever had. And I'm staring at a pivot table with the weirdest fucking boner I've ever had in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, else is fun. I think I like to do for fun. I, I read a lot about like nature and animals and stuff. Um, like trying to be relaxed, like a relaxed person. And uh, I found that if you watch turtles, you can be really uh, relaxed just by watching turtles. Like uh, you know, they're just like swimming around and doing their little turtle thing. Like you never see a turtle just like flip over a table and start choking his wife. The turtle's not gonna do that. It's gonna stain his shell and turtleize everything. Uh, more about animals like uh, animal groupings are great um, like uh, three or more raccoons is called a gaze like three or more giraffes is called a tower uh, like three or more crows is called a murder and three or more bros is called a date rape <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, three or more white girls is called a Pinterest uh, it's fair it's totally fair uh, this one's true. Uh, three or more uh, geese in a flight is called a gaggle. Um, and three or more Japanese girls is called a giggle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll do one more joke, 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 and then I'll get out of here. Uh, uh, what's the difference between a diabetic and a heroin addict? A diabetic uses a spoon for ice cream. <laughs> Thanks, I'm Timothy Pizza. Running the gauntlet of uh, comedians and people in the audience, Timothy Pizza, yay! It's so full. It's absolutely crazy. Um, if you guys, we do, I mean, if it's you're super uncomfortable in there, you can go into the studio and, and be against the back wall. Come go in there. It's all good. Uh, all right. Uh, you guys are in for a treat. Our next comedian uh, is a really, really funny guy, and he's a headliner all over the Bay Area. You guys are going to love him so much. So clap wildly for Matt Gubster. <laughs> I don't have any jokes about giraffes. I apologize. You guys really seem to be into the giraffe jokes earlier. Um, all right, let's just get into this. Uh, I don't think it's okay to go back to Subway yet. It's just, it's always gonna be too soon to go back to Subway. Like, Jared Fogle was so closely tied to Subway, I didn't even know that he had a last name until he got arrested. He was just Jared from Subway. Like, child pornography, what the fuck's a Fogel? We're gonna do this whole thing, so get comfortable. Uh, that's, like, I, I, like, I can't drive past the Subway without thinking about that guy. It's, it's, like, it's like Cosby and Pudding Pops. That's just always gonna be etched into my head, no matter what happens. And, uh, like, and I don't need to think about a child molester bad enough to save $3 on a sandwich. 
Like, like imagine if you're having lunch at work and a coworker sits down in front of you and just starts blabbing on and on about child molesters. You would pay that person to leave. But like, I'm trying to eat my lunch. And it's not even Subway's fault. Subway's trying. They're, they're trying to separate themselves as much as they can. I don't know if you guys have been in there lately. You can't even get a 6 or 12-inch sandwich there anymore. Now it's nothing under 18. I want you guys to know that you just groaned about statutory rape laws, so just know which side of the issue you're coming down on there. That's, uh, yeah, that guy, had a ch that guy had a charity to fight childhood obesity. That sounds like such a noble thing. It really does, until you find out that he has sex with underage girls, and you're like, ah, I guess he just didn't like the chubby ones. That was... You know, but instead of whining about it, he decided to be the change that he wanted to see in the world. As Gandhi said. You guys know Gandhi, right? Skinny guy with a diaper. Looks like a baby. Skinny, sexy baby. That's like the worst. Child, being a child molester is the worst thing you can be. Like, you can't come back from being a child molester. Like, if you go out... Because we have... Like, we, it's worse than murder. If you're a murderer and you go to prison, you do your time, you can come out, you can be an inspirational story. Like that guy paid his debt to society and now he works with at-risk youth. He's turned his life around. There's no, that path is not there if you're a child molester. It's like, no, he works with kids now, it's fine. Everything's fine, <laughs> it's all. There's no Megan's Law for murderers. Like, if you murder somebody, you don't have to knock on people's doors when you move to their neighborhood. Be like, hey, I'm your new neighbor. I'm legally obligated to tell you. Sometimes I stab people in the face. I guess, just make sure your dog doesn't shit on my porch. Should be all right. It's super common, too. Super common. One out of every 20 people is a pedophile. Did you guys know that? One out of every 20 people is a pedophile. One out of every five kids gets molested. That's super common. Like, you guys remember that show that got canceled last year, the, the 19 and counting show, the, where the parents had, like, 19 kids, and then it got canceled because they found out that one of the brothers molested, like, four of the sisters? You guys remember that? Like, being a child molester, is, it's so common that if you have 20 kids and one of them's a molester and four of them get molested, that's not even bad parenting. It's just probability. <laughs> All right, let's talk about religion now. That's, that's, <laughs> uh, Antonin Scalia died not too long ago, a Supreme Court justice. Uh, he was very conservative, very conservative Christian, and that informed a lot of his rulings. There was a, there was a Supreme Court case where they were supposed to weigh in on DNA evidence, uh, and he refused to rule on the case because he said he didn't, did not believe uh, in DNA. Because he said it's, that's true. It's a true thing that happened. He's so conservative, he doesn't believe in evolution. You don't believe in evolution. You don't believe in biology, so you don't believe in DNA. Like, he doesn't trust DNA is what he said. And that, that's a weird thing. It's a weird thing that your facts are based on your religious beliefs. Because your religious beliefs are based almost entirely on where you're born. Like, if you're born in South America, there's about a 90% chance you're raised Catholic. If you're born in the Middle East, there's about a 95% chance you're raised Muslim. If you're born in Utah, there's like an 800% chance you're raised Mormon. <laughs> like, I don't think that's how facts are supposed to work. I don't think they're supposed to be regionally based. That's how being a sports fan works. Like, I'm a Giants fan because I grew up in Northern California, but it would be kind of stupid for me to go to other cities and be like, you like the Dodgers? They're not even fucking real. 
Like we're we're in San Francisco right now. We're in a city named after a Catholic priest. We're in the mission. Like that's not because Jesus was extra real in California. <laughs> it's just because 500 years ago the Catholic Church was ISIS. Like, hey, uh, we're your new neighbors. You believe in Jesus now. <laughs> no? You, okay, can you poke him with the sword again? <laughs> Still no? Uh, can we get some fire over here? Some fire? Just like, if you were raised religious, it's not because God's real where your family's from. It just means your ancestors were the least flammable members of their tribe. <laughs> you guys look like a Trump crowd. Let's take a <laughs> Did you guys see the, the Ted Cruz thing last week? Ted Cruz was, all right, so the National Enquirer, which is run by a friend of Donald Trump's, ran a story saying Ted Cruz had five extramarital affairs and the only source they named was someone in the Trump campaign. <laughs> and we're supposed to believe that five people had sex with Ted Cruz on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Cruz looks like a wax statue of a vampire that was left in the sun. That's not... <laughs> That's a weird thing. It's a weird thing that the, that we get so caught up in the, the sex lives of politicians because that's really that's when people tune in. When there's a good sex scandal, everybody pays attention. I think that we need to take advantage of that. I think if you're going to run for office, you should be required to have a sex tape of yourself on the internet. <laughs> it's like, hey, you vote for this guy on Tuesday? No, I don't trust him. He's a very selfish lover. You see the video of him in that orgy? That man's not a team player. <laughs> Definitely not capable of raising bipartisan consensus. <laughs> Trump is Hitler. That's what everybody says. That's what, that's what dumb people say. Sorry. I think if I was Hitler, I would be a little bit pissed off at getting compared to Donald Trump. Because like, 70 years ago, to be Hitler, you had to murder like tens of millions of people. And Donald Trump's like, oh, we're going to build a wall. Is he the, he's the Hitler of walls? Is that what he is? Like, America used to have standards about who got to be Hitler. <laughs> but everybody says that so much that it made me curious. So I actually looked up uh, Hitler's platform, like what he ran, his election campaign. And I got, I got to be honest, I was surprised. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of solid ideas. You look at it, you're like, yeah, we want to increase pensions. I'm like, I'm on board with that. It's like, we want, to, we want a living wage. I'm like, I'm on board with that. So uh, we want to pay for education for kids from poor families. I'm like, that's a great idea. We want to murder all the Jews. Three out of four. That's like, that's, look, you're not going to agree with every candidate on every issue. It's the lesser of two evils sometimes. You got to pick your battles. You're like, do I want that free education? <laughs> Um, I'm a, I'm a single dad. You pick up some bad habits as a single parent that don't uh, don't necessarily translate very well to dating again. Uh, like at some point, I got in the habit of referring to myself in the third person <laughs> as daddy, <laughs> <laughs> which it turns out is not that cute when you're dating. <laughs> like, hey, you ready? Because daddy's gonna be there at nine o'clock. <laughs> I had this, this woman over for dinner not that long ago, made her dinner, right? I'm showing off the kitchen skills, and I come out, I set down the plates, and then just out of habit, I start cutting up her food for her. 
And she looks at me and says, what are you doing? I had to explain to her, this knife is sharp. Daddy doesn't want you to cut yourself. <laughs> Thank you guys, and Matt Gubbs, you've been a lot of fun. Matt Gubbs, everyone, hooray! All right, you comedy pneumonia yet? <laughs> it's hot in here, I know. Uh, we have three comics left, it's very, very exciting. We're almost to the main event of who you guys are all here to see. But right now, before that, uh, we have an amazing comedian. Uh, I like to call him, well, everyone actually calls him the baby angel. He just looks, he's just a, he's just, he's just a kiss from heaven for all of you guys right now. Clap wildly for Ethan Albers. Keep it going for Pam one more time, guys. Keep it going for Pam putting on Mutiny Radio. Keep it going for David in the booth playing the ones and twos. Look at that. Not really clapping. He's just laughing odd, just really awkwardly. And one more time, keep it for all the comics, guys, you guys are here for. All the comics, I know you guys are laughing. There's one comic in particular uh, is Greg Gettle. I uh, maybe remember him with the, he's bald, the bald guy. The bald, we remember the bald guy? Segway guy. Yeah. Bald guy, we remember? Yeah. You were like, oh, ugh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, Greg uh, exploits my friendship. He exploits our friendship with that Segway tour guide. He didn't reveal that uh, because I live on a school bus, you guys. I live on a school bus here in San Francisco. I don't pay rent. Fuck all you guys. Yeah, okay. That's okay. Well, he's decided to turn it into a designated stop on a San Francisco Segway tour. <laughs> he's decided that he'll take people who pay $70 a pop by my home just to say hi. This is, this is how it is. I'll, I'll hear a bell. Bing, bing, bing. And he'll stop. He's like, hey, we're going to stop right here, guys. This, this is my impression, Greg, by the way. <laughs> we're going to stop here. We're going to stop here. We all know rent's expensive, Right? <laughs> right? Here's the thing, my friend, he's figured out a way around it. He lives in a bus for free. And you know what I do? I pop my head out the window like a Muppet and say, hi, Greg. And they go crazy. They start giving him 20s. Where's my money, Greg? Where's my money? Is what I'm trying to say. No money. I had to call him out because it's very rare we're on the same show, actually. So I was like, and a bunch of people here, I'm going to make him look like a fucking asshole. Fuck him. <laughs> Anybody here been in a fight? I said, round of applause if you've been in a fight before. Whoa! Really? So nobody's been in a fight here recently then? Wow. You guys were all beat up, weren't you? <laughs> of course you'd clap, Connor. Fuck off. Yeah. No, I was in a fight recently. I was in a fight about three weeks ago. Uh, I left the bar. Uh, I left singing a song. I was walking on Polk Street. I was singing a song, really catchy tune. It was, uh, my buddy Joe's going to jail. My buddy Joe's going to jail. Because I left him, like, fighting with a bartender about, like, a tab. So I'm like, he's going to jail. That's what's happening. So I'm singing, and I'm walking down the street when out of nowhere, this guy pushes me. He pushes me. I'm like, whoa, and this other guy comes up and he tries to put his hands in my pants, but not like in a good way, you know, like in a bad way. 
So I shove him away so his friend steps back in who pushed me and tries to push again. But he misstepped. And all, the only thing I could do is, or this way I describe it, is it's like a street fighting like wrestler move. I lock in a chokehold on this guy and I step back. And I have all this leverage. And his friend's hit me in the back a couple of times. And after like three hits, his friend stops and goes, knock it off, dude. This isn't cool. And I go, apologize. <laughs> and his friend goes, I'm sorry. And I'm like, you're sorry for what? He goes, I'm sorry for trying to rob you, dude. And I'm like, it's not very nice. So I let him go. His friend's gasping for air on the ground, and his like friend like looked at me, like the one is like yelling at me, looks at me right in the eyes. He goes, "You know what, dude? You're fucked up." <laughs> Fucking, I'm fu- I'm stopping crime. I'm Batman, and I'm fucked up. No, 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 no. And I was thinking about this. The last time I actually put that chokehold in, I was 12 years old. I was invited to Shane Hinkle's 12-year-old slash backyard birthday party, Bash. Not the proper name. I don't remember completely. (laughs) So I go in there, and it doesn't matter that I was paired with a kid who may or may not have had Down syndrome, okay? I get in the ring. I lock it in. The kid taps out. I get banned from Shane Hinkle's backyard wrestling party. So what's this teach you guys? That I'm too bad for the ring and I'm too bad for the street, apparently. <laughs> Baby Angel on the loose. <laughs> any, anybody have any guesses what my wrestling name was? Any guesses? It was Ether. It was a play on my name. You know why? Because I'll take the air out of you. It was, I was fucking 12 years old. Calm down, okay? You got to come up with a better wrestling name at 12. Fuck all you guys. Yeah. So as you can tell, I don't know. Like, I recently quit drinking. Real fucking supportive bunch of people in here. No, it's not. No, fuck off. It's not what you think. Like, I quit drinking for, like, medical reasons. This, like, crazy thing happens every time I drink. Um, I get punched in my face. <laughs> every single time because I'm an asshole and I drink. Like, this is how bad I was at drinking. I got kicked out of a bar in West Oakland one time for aggressively swing dancing. I was like, I'm gonna dip you. They're like, get the fuck out, dude. It's hip hop night. I'm like, ugh, I got my top hat and shit. I'm all upset. That was bad, man. It was bad. Oh, man. I, uh, I, uh, you know, I recently realized I'm not smarter than a tree. Okay, yeah, laugh at that. Yeah, we'll go ahead and laugh. Jenny, laugh at that. Who in here thinks they're smarter than a tree? Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Right? Try cleaning air, right? I don't know how to really clean air. Here, I want everybody in the room to do this. Everybody do this. I'll give you perspective on trees. Do this. Do this. I'll fucking stand up here. I'll stare at you really weird. Listen to my behavior. Do this. I'll, hey, uh, uh, David, come on. Just because you have hands on the keyboard doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, uh, miss, miss. You ruin it for the rest of the room. You ruin it for the rest of the room with you part class participation. Class participation. Roman in the back. Anybody else? Okay. All right. Now do that forever, okay? That's what a tree does. They hold shit up. I can't do that. I see a tree with a fort in it. I'm like, you hardworking motherfucker. Employee of the month for that. I was going to take a photo of you guys doing that, but I was like, eh, it's time. Time, time, time. I'm not going to do that. 
Actually, I'll do that for you real quick, Pam. You wanna? We're good. And we're gonna do a panoramic view real quick while I'm talking. Actually, while we're doing this, we're gonna do another class participation real quick. While I pull up my, my iPhone. 5S, ladies, okay? Uh, 5S, gonna go panoramic, yeah, oh yeah, not six, 5S. Uh, time lapse, nope, that's not what I want. Uh, you guys like impressions? Yeah. No, you guys wanna hear some impressions? Come on. Yeah, yeah right? You guys like animal impressions? Yeah? Yeah, come on. Okay, we're gonna do something crazy, guys. We're gonna do something fun. Everybody in this room is gonna do an animal impression for me. I'm not fucking around. I, I will burn this. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. If I hear too many chickens, we're restarting, sir. Too many chickens, we're restarting. That goes for you, too. Too many chickens. All right, so on the count of three, we're going to make the best animal sounds, okay? One, two, three. Okay, that's pretty good, that's pretty good. Okay, I don't know what animal makes a booing sound, but somebody was doing that. I'm also not sure, was it a ghost or something? No, I'm, not sure. I'm also not sure uh, who was just ejaculating over in this region. Somebody was just going, oh, oh, like, it's like, whoa, dude, fucking relax. Not sure what's going down, man. That's good. I blame, I don't blame all my like eccentric, like craziness. Like on my family, like you, it, round of applause. Anybody have like a normal upbringing in here? No, that's why we're all here, right? <laughs> yeah, what's normal? Yeah, yeah. No, here's the thing. Like, uh, like my family outing as a kid was uh, my dad, pile my sister, my two younger brothers, and myself in the station wagon, and we drive around nice neighborhoods in Portland, Oregon, and we throw bread out the window. Just throw bread. And my dad would yell, "What are the rich like?" And us kids would go, "Birds." And I didn't realize until I got older that my dad wanted birds to shit in nice neighborhoods, guys. That's genius. That's genius. But this is ultimately, this is how, this is how I knew my dad was like, like an eccentric, very crazy guy. Like, I have an enemy in here. Anybody have an arch enemy in this room? Round of applause if you have an arch enemy. Okay, so there's three honest people, all the rest of you liars. I have an arch enemy. His name is Daniel. I've hated him since I was five. Kicked my dog when I was five. Fuck Daniel, right? Who kicks a dog? Five years old, I want to beat him up because I'm bigger than him. My dad goes, no, no, Ethan. Holds me back like a dog. Two years later, I'm seven. He swings a baseball bat at my head. My dad stops me again. No, Ethan, down. No Daniel today. You'll get your time. I'm like, okay. Three years pass. I'm 10. Three years pass. I'm 10. I, uh, my sister is, at this point, is Daniel's overnight babysitter. So she calls my dad up first thing in the morning and goes, Dan, Dad, you need to come get me from Daniel's house. I woke up in the middle of the night to Daniel's hands down the front of my pants. I don't feel safe. Come save me. So my dad hung up the phone and he looked right at me and goes, Ethan, today's the day you're going to beat up Daniel. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah! So we grabbed in the station wagon, my two younger brothers, and we drive across the city of Portland. My dad drives up onto the front lawn of this house. I get out, all 10 years old, fucking amped up, fucking five years old, run and try to kick the door open. I can't. I can't kick a door open. I'm 10. So I do it again. It's a hard knock. Nothing. The kid opens his Cheerios. I start hitting him. Bah, bah, bah. My dad walks in like a mob boss and goes, take what you ball. Take what you ball. And my brothers start grabbing these child's toys and running out to the car with him. 
My dad goes over the VHS collection, starts going through it and shit, just like real random. I get up, I grab his Super Nintendo and all his games, go out in the car with my sister. He does a donut in the front lawn, driving off, leaving a child unaccompanied by himself. And that's how my dad caught me, taught me how to get Super Nintendo. Thank you very much, guys. Have a wonderful night. It's the scariest baby angel I've ever seen. All right, we have two comedians left, and this is the reason you guys are here. Yay! Uh, I'm really excited about your next comedian. She's totally hilarious. She writes really wonderful jokes, and we get to see her grow over the past couple months. And you guys get to see her now. Clap wildly for Ginny Hogan. So I tried to be bulimic, but I couldn't quite hack it. <laughs> okay, that, uh, that concludes the one-liner portion of this set. Uh, do you guys know what thinks are? They're like the, yeah, some of the ladies, yeah. So they're these underwear, it's T-H-I-N-X. Um, these underwear that you can wear when you're on your period and like you don't need a tampon, you can just bleed into them. Uh, and I like the name, you know, because it's like a nice reminder that like women still think when they're on their periods. But at the same time, like it's misspelled. So it's like, don't get carried away. Uh, but uh, so it is like this new like technology with the fabric to like absorb the blood and not stain your pants. I'm generally not a fan of menstruation tech. Like, I think. And the reason is that like, I think that we peaked like with the tent system that they used in the Bible, you know, like when women were on their periods, they would just like go hang out in a tent. Um, and, and when I read that, I was like, okay, like was there Wi-Fi in the tent? Because that sounds like a fucking vacation, you know? Like just like hang out in a tent for a few days, like Netflix and bleed. Um, like, so like, no, like in San Francisco, you could like Airbnb it in the off season for like $300 a night, like the blood tent. Um, so I, I was opposed to things, but then I saw an ad in my newsfeed on Facebook that said, thinks underwear for women with periods. And I was like, shit, how do they know? <laughs> they got me, those data scientists. <laughs> Facebook data scientist. <laughs> anyway, like, but of course Facebook like knows when you're on your period based on like the tone of your messages. Um, so, <laughs> so I I am very susceptible to advertising, and I bought a pair. Uh, and I should have known, like, new technology so you don't need a tampon. No, it was like a black diaper with lace on top. Okay, it was so thick. Um, and I have to say, I loved it. Like seriously, like, like. Don't get butt implants, get thinks. Like, same effect. Uh, so, uh, there's this app Venmo that you guys probably use where you can like transfer money and pay people and stuff, request money. So after I go on a date with a guy, I typically like to send him a Venmo request the next day for $400 for sex plus girlfriend-like experience. Um, like, just in case, you know, like, who, who, couldn't, who couldn't use a couple extra bucks? Uh, so I went out with a guy a few weeks ago, and it was like, it was a pretty good date. So I track my heart rate on dates. I have a Fitbit, you can see. And I use it like to, you know, if I'm bored, I can be like, okay, pick up the pace. You know, like we're at like 70 beats per minute. Like let's, let's get it moving. Um, so this date was like an okay date. It was like, it was like 72 BPM. Uh, but then he, he, in, he insisted on paying, uh, which I thought was nice. And then at the end of the night, he 
Uh, I think he wanted me to like go home with him, and the reason I think this is that he asked me like seven or eight times if I would go home with him. Um, but <laughs> I know I'm a thinker. Uh, but I, <laughs> I didn't, and then I left, and like three minutes later, I get a Venmo request from him, $18 for drinks. It's fucked up. Like, what a fucking douchebag. Like, who does that? Oh, man. Ugh, so mad. So then, like, on our second date... Um, <laughs> don't you... <laughs> it's rough out there, okay? <laughs> don't you judge me. Uh, <laughs> so on our second date, the same thing happened. Uh, he, like, insists on paying. And this time I did sleep with him because, like, who wants to waste, like, $18 on, you know, like, self-worth? Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> I sleep with him, and then... Uh, like three minutes after I leave, I get a Venmo request from him, 1850 drinks plus condom. <laughs> Fuck up. <laughs> but at the same time, like I had never really taken a step back to like appreciate all of the guys who have treated me to condoms in the past. Um, so <laughs> I'm almost like in pain right now. Sorry, Omar. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry um okay so uh I was pissed though I was like what the fuck like I slept with this guy like I fucked him like that is 45 seconds of my life I am never getting back and he, he thinks he's gonna charge me for the condom so I text him being like hey dude like what about the sex three minutes later I get a Venmo request 480 dollars sex plus boyfriend like experience 480 dollars like what a fucking wage gap <laughs> <laughs> so I actually quit dating recently um, in a strategic move that's been met with moderate to very low resistance from the male community. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. Um, so I can't say for sure when I'm going to start dating again, uh, but I can say it's at least, at least, like not until I meet a boy who wants to date me. Like that is the absolute earliest I would reconsider. I, I kind of had to quit dating, though, because I was, like, burnt out on it. And I think, like, a pretty good indicator that you've done too much online dating is if you can no longer uniquely identify guys in your phone with their first name and the dating app that you met them on. So <laughs> I had, like, three Matt Tinders. Like, I didn't know who was who. Like, I had two Bennett Coffee Meets Bagel. Like, Bennett's not even that common of a name. <laughs> um... And, and it's hard because, like, you can't get their last names from the dating apps because they don't give you the last names usually. Because, um, you know, like, that would be creepy. Like, yes, like, they take your photo and show it to, like, a thousand guys who don't know you who can, like, jerk off to it and then, like, do a Google image search and, like, find your Facebook and find your LinkedIn and find your blog and find your Twitter. And then, like, from your Facebook, like, see all your mutual friends and then from that, like, see what your mom looks like so they'll know, like, what you'll look like when you get older. And then, like, you know, probably, like, find your social security number and, like, hack into your bank account. But, like, last names? <laughs> like, we got to draw the line. Um, so... You can only, like, get someone's last name if you, like, Google them, you know, like, if you meet them on a dating app. And I like to know when I'm out with a guy whether or not he's Googled me. Um, so I have this little trick I do. Uh, I'm just full of surprises. <laughs> uh, when we're on the date and his phone is out, I'll text him so that I know what I'm saved in his phone as. Because then if I'm saved as Ginny Hogan, which is my actual last name, I can be like, you're a fucking creep. Uh, but what happens a lot is that I, it's like if I've met a guy like at a bar or something, um, I realize he doesn't actually know my name because I'll be saved as like, you know, like blonde, talks fast. Um, <laughs> which is nice. Like, it's nice to know that people are listening. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> this, this backfired on me, though, because I realized that I was... 
Like one time I texted a guy on the date and I realized I was saving his phone as Ginny Tinder 4. Like, yeah. It took him four tries to type my number into his phone. Like, what a fucking idiot. Oh, man. So speaking of idiots, uh, do you guys know this word sapiosexual? It's like, it's defined as like a sexual, yeah. We've discussed this at length. Um, it's like a sexual orientation in which you're like specifically attracted to people who are intelligent. And like this is considered its own like orientation. Like it's classified as like a sexual orientation. Like it's an option on OkCupid, which kind of made me think like, is it a sexual orientation if you're specifically attracted to like people who are attractive? Like that's kind of weird, right? I mean, I personally don't swing that way, but like other people might. Um, and so... But like, so it, it's like a sexual orientation, which means like you can't, you know, change it and like you're born with it. So I had a friend recently and she like got rejected by a guy and I was trying to make her feel better. And I was like, oh, sweetie, like, it's not your fault. Like, he just doesn't swing that way. He's a sapiosexual. It's uh, <laughs> mean one. It made her feel better though. She didn't know what the word meant. It was good. Um, <laughs> but I have been... Uh, curious about sapiosexuals because I think I might be one and I'd like to be cured. Um, and, and I know that this is like taboo, you know, but whatever. Anyway, what they do at Jesus camp when they're trying to alter someone's sexuality is that while someone is masturbating, like you show them the porn that they like and then right before they finish, you switch it out for the porn that you think that they should like, you know? They do this, and I was like, okay, that sounds weird, but like they do it at Jesus camp, like how bad can it be? Um, so... I was like, all right, I'll do this. Uh, so I'm like, as per usual, masturbating to C-SPAN. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, he does it too. He does it too. Um, it's Connor. So <laughs> outed him. Uh, and then I switched it out at the last minute for the Jersey Shore, which like, I don't know if it's working, but I'm like definitely more attracted to orange men recently. Um, so like Donald Trump doing it for me. So I think it's working. Uh, okay, I'll end with this joke because um, a lot of my coworkers are here. Uh, so I work at a tech company, and um, we're, I'm on the engineering team, and we like don't have any women, basically, like very few. And so we're trying to recruit more women, and but we're not doing the right things. Like we have cool perks, like we have like coconut chips and shit, but like, <laughs> like we don't even like we don't even have Plan B in the medicine cabinet. Like, it's fucked up. I learned this morning. Um, and it's just like, how are we going to compete with these other tech companies that have better, like, support for women looking to terminate pregnancies? Like, seriously, like, like at Google, they cover the cost of an abortion. And at Facebook, they do the abortion on site. No, this is so true. Like, it's, it's, like, it's like right by Sheryl Sandberg's office. It's this guy named Frank the Aborting Man. Uh, like, you can go get your free ice cream. Get your free dessert, or that is ice cream. Get your free abortion and get back to fucking work. It's called leaning into a hangar. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm Ginny. Have a good night. Ginny Hogan killing it with amazing jokes. Yes. Keep clapping for her. Yes. Standing ovations. Uh, they are, uh, she is an incredibly smart comedian and I love listening to her jokes, much like our last comedian of the night, so young and so intelligent, uses words I don't know all the time. Uh, in his jokes all the time, I'm like, can you explain that to me? Cause I, but he's a wonderful comedian, you guys are gonna have a great time with him right now. Clap wildly for Connor Doherty.
Keep it going for Pam. Empowering. Empowering lunatics like us with a microphone. It's the last thing we need. Oh! Remember the last time I did that? I pissed off his neighbors. I was yelling. I just got back from New York, you guys. I'm very excited. I had a good time in New York. I'm excited to announce that I made it in comedy. That's all I get? <laughs> Fucking made it, you guys. What do you think make, making it means? Anybody have any ideas? No, I didn't do either of those things. Any other ideas? $2,000 a month? <laughs> it might. I don't know. I haven't talked numbers with them yet. Ever since I was a little kid, you guys, I've had my eyes on one prize. I wanted to be the guy that chooses the songs for the lip sync battles on the Jimmy Fallon show. <laughs> you know, growing up, watching Johnny Carson in the 70s, thinking this is... This is a late this is late night comedy. And then you know Jay Con Leno comes on and you're like, "Yeah, this is late night comedy according to the TV guide." And then finally Jimmy Fallon comes along. No. I was at a karaoke bar. I was choosing songs for everybody. They're like, "You know, you need a song that represents something about you." And I'm like, "You know, Wuthering Heights Kate Bush." Uh <laughs> No. This guy would be, come on, feel the noise, I think. And Jimmy Fallon's cousin was there. And he's like, this guy. Jimmy Fallon's cousin has a great eye for talent. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that. That was all lies. I was in New York. I didn't meet Jimmy Fallon's cousin. I'm not next in line to choose the songs for the lip sync battles for The Tonight Show. I'll tell a joke. Uh, do you guys ever think about outer space? Yeah, what's in what's out there, man? Close. There's there. Well, there's <laughs> yeah. Sure. Let's stick on. The, let's stick on the vacuum topic. Uh, it's not a perfect vacuum, according to physics. That's not possible. It's nearly a perfect vacuum, which must be why my wife is always asking for more of it. <laughs> Women love cleaning. Tell her, baby, this is why we got a mansion, so we don't have to talk, and you have more carpet to clean. <laughs> All I've done is lie so far. I don't have a wife. I'm not rich. I don't believe in physics. I didn't meet Jimmy Fallon's cousin. I'm not going to be a not even writer, song chooser for The Tonight Show. I'll tell you something that's true. Change of pace. I don't think I'm getting my money's worth from my psychiatrist anymore. <laughs> like at first, it was valuable, you know, but it's like the appointments are expensive. And so I show up every three months now. And he just writes me the exact same prescription. I just feel like I need to show up like naked and screaming at his house or something. <laughs> just have like a real psychotic break. Start getting my money's worth. Mental health, man, fucking kills the energy. 
the thing I'm wondering about though is like in terms of insurance, like how does the billing work on that? Like if I'm already at my deductible, is that like a copay situation? If I show up naked, do you guys know how health insurance works? <laughs> copay, deductible, PPO. So health insurance plans. My psychiatrist told me I had to quit smoking, which I did actually. Uh, I used nicotine gum, which I recommend. It's pretty good. The only thing is it ruins you for regular gum. I chew a piece of Trident now. I'm like, this does nothing for me. <laughs> Everything's an addiction. Just some things have a marketing budget. <laughs> you never hear about small batch, single origin heroin. <laughs> I bought some coffee the other day. It's like, you know, in San Francisco, you don't just buy coffee, you buy an experience. It's like, you know, it's free trade and all this shit. On the bag, it said, no slavery. It's like, first of all, some copywriter got paid for that. <laughs> like, maybe not for that specifically, but they got paid. But it just, like, it's supposed to make it seem like they really care about where the coffee comes from, but it just makes it seem like they have really low standards for workers' rights. Right, like I own a pair of Nikes. I'm not thinking about where my shit comes from, but you gotta do better than slavery. <laughs> At least they pay those kids. So <laughs> step up. <laughs> Fuck it! <laughs> I'm ethnically half redneck. I don't know if you would know that by looking at me or listening to me. Uh, so I know I talk like a robot that swallowed an SAT study guide. <laughs> but I am half redneck. My mom's side of the family is spread around northern Wisconsin. Uh, they like to talk about the degenerates that are ruining America when they're not out drinking, smoking, gambling, killing small animals. It's fine. They don't know what irony means. I think irony is the taste in their tap water. My uncle's a thinker. No, he's not. He's a dumb piece of shit. <laughs> I lost this argument to my uncle. You're not going to believe this. My uncle was trying to convince me that Barack Obama's a Muslim, and I lost this argument. <laughs> Turns out that by Muslim, he meant black. So technically, <laughs> technically, he was right. The thing, like, everybody likes to short sell, sell short, short sell, rednecks. People talk down to rednecks, which is in a lot of cases true. Like, that's my Uncle Mickey. He's a dumb piece of shit. My Uncle Terry is a redneck genius. This is a far more dangerous breed. <laughs> uh, I don't have many jokes for him other than to say that, like, so he just somehow made a bunch of money, like he invested in some steel company and then he like won a million dollars at a casino, which is just bullshit and proof that there's no God. And he bought a red Corvette with a vanity plate, Munch 2. Because his nickname in college was Munch, but someone in Wisconsin already had Munch. <laughs> It's the redneck geniuses you have to watch out for, man. Oh my God, my yeah, my uncle Mickey, 
racist, Islamophobic. Islamophobia is a thing now. People are into it. It's kind of dumb, though. Ta taking a moral stand there. <laughs> Islamophobia, kind of dumb. No, it's really dumb. It's just because, like, when people use religion to justify shit, it's just assholes projecting their asshole worldview onto the religion. And so, you know, there have been plenty of examples of, like, Christians killing other Christians, shit like that. That said, I'm still waiting for the first terrorist attack by Quaker extremists. <laughs> Sun Tzu. <laughs> what? The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> can I can I have some of what he's having? <laughs> oh man, I'm not gonna carry out a drug deal on the internet radio. What the fuck was I talking about? Quakers, yeah. Yeah, the Quaker terrorists, you know, the they don't have a sufficiently personal relationship with God so they need to, I don't know, it doesn't make sense. Don't worry about it. Let's move on. What's the difference between an ordained minister and the guy yelling into a megaphone outside the BART? Chill. <laughs> Got some creeps in the audience. It's a good old creep show. Uh, I was, I don't know, there were probably a lot of things. I mean, it was an attempt at crowd work and I didn't want to engage you, but <laughs> it <laughs> uh, I was thinking like, you know, the, uh, the, the BART guy doesn't ask you for money. I don't know. I was walking past one of those BART guys yelling into his megaphone. He's yelling about the apocalypse, the end of the world, and he loses his train of thought. <laughs> it's like, dude. You know, you think the you think you know when and how the world is going to end. How do you forget the details? <laughs> you think it's going to happen in your lifetime. And also, you can make that shit up. No one is going to call you on it. <laughs> Never in the history of guys yelling outside the BART has someone stopped and corrected them on the details. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. You, you said that uh, the seas would turn to blood when, in fact, God will smite the infidels and their blood will flow out into the seas. <laughs> I just wanted everyone getting on BART at 7.30 a.m. to know that. You're spreading misinformation. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I think I'm done. I can leave you with, like, a one-liner or something because Pam's stuck, but... One-liner. Uh, on the religion theme, yeah, so my back was hurting. I went to the doctor. Um, he told me I needed to see a priest because I had a raptured disc. Shouldn't have done it. Should have ended on the megaphone guy. Much funnier. <laughs> Keep it going for all the comedians you saw tonight. And keep it going for yourself. Say, yay, us. Yay, you did it. It's hot in here. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, there's a recycling can on the outside. Please don't drink outside. Finish your beers in here and then recycle them. Again, thank you guys so much for being here and supporting Mutiny Radio. Have a fun night. Yay.